broadcasting live from College Park. This is Ramp Office. Boom! Hello and welcome to Hurry Up Offense. I'm Sean Pelletier. I'm Alan Etzler. If he sounds weird, it's because he does sound weird. Um, just he had, just went through surgery, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, I just had four wisdom teeth taken out on Friday. It's uh, not, not one of the more pleasant experiences in life, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I thought it'd be funny because I had I had them taken out last year or something. I thought it'd be funny um, watching you eat because I know how, I know how stressful that is. It is, is funny to, watching me eat. But no, but I, I honestly felt bad for you. It's a I, pain in the ass. I felt like I should have mashed your food up and given it to you. Like yeah. I should have helped you out. But For, for those who don't know, you have to eat with only your two front teeth. Like, so unless you're a beaver, like you problem. have the big chunk of food and you just got to stick it in your mouth, pretty much chew it twice with your two front teeth and then let it slide all the way down your throat. It's a good chance of choking and dying. It's a really, really stressful way to live your life. I don't recommend you do it. Yeah, it'd be easier for birds to become um, go through that surgery because their parents chew their food up for them and um, stick stick it right into their throat. So it's getting gross. <laughs> so you're not this a bird. It's a terrible way to start the show. So By the way, if we're, you're a bird, I'm a bird. <laughs> we're Hurry Up Offense. There's a lot of ways you can reach us. Um, you can reach us on Twitter at Hurry Up underscore Offense. That's we, a fan favorite. A lot yeah, of tweets. that's, that's a lot what of a lot of people do usually. That's the best one. That's the one I keep track of. So tweet at me here. Give me something to talk about. Yeah. You can totally. also call Sean. Yeah, you can call my cell phone. Um, for those of you who don't have my cell phone, it is 301 606 5933. One more time, that's 301 606 5933. I'm about on a uh, 20% battery life, so maybe only one phone call today, which is usually what we average. Actually, and remember, we usually you can like us that. on Facebook. You sure can. We got two likes last week. Did we really? Yeah. I'm kind of proud of that. I'm pretty proud. Um, okay, so let's start the sports show. I wanted to start off with uh, an interesting thing that happened this past week, and that's uh, with Milwaukee Brewers player Ryan Braun. Uh, NL MVP for this. Yeah, NL MVP wondering. over the off season. Um, they found that he had failed a drug test, and they were they were ready to suspend him for fifty games. Uh, Braun, I mean, if you if you know baseball and you know this kind of guy, he doesn't look like the kind of guy that would do that. Um, he's an all around good guy. Every, everyone did, was shocked when the news came out. Um, he he just straight up said that he didn't do it, and he appealed it. I mean, this isn't new. People appeal this kind of stuff all the time. In fact, when it was overturned, which it was uh, this past week. He was the first player to have this kind of ruling overturned. And I, I'm, I'm actually, I, don't get me wrong, I like Ryan Braun. I don't like the ruling. I think they're sending a poor message because if you, if you paid attention to the case, he wasn't proven innocent. He was proven not guilty, which I, in my opinion is a huge difference. Because what he did was, he said that the, the handling of his sample, of his urine sample, was handled uh, incorrectly, which is true. It was. But his his testosterone count was 20 to 1. What mistake could you make handling it? It's not like you just take a syringe and put testosterone yeah. into it. Like, there has to be some serious stuff going on for that to happen. It's just not It's not possible. But what are, what are typical testosterone levels? To be honest, one? I have no idea. So I think, I mean, I would have to get information on that before yeah. I know how big of a difference 20 to 1 is. But, I mean, it sounds huge. 
Um, but he doesn't look like the kind of guy who would do steroids. See, that's the thing. A lot of people are saying that people don't look like the kind of guy that would take steroids, but Alex Rodriguez doesn't look like the guy who took steroids. His body didn't I, I change think at all. Does. Really? I think just demeanor-wise, he right. looks like the kind of guy who would do all right, steroids. I'll, I'll give you one better then. How about all these bikers? All these bikers, uh, the Tour de France. Lance Armstrong doesn't look like the kind of guy who would do steroids, do you? No. All right. How about who's the guy that um, just recently had to give back his uh, Tour de France award? I have no idea. I don't uh, pictures of him. He's this frail guy. There's. N- it doesn't look like he'd be on roids at all, but he is. Um, but Bron, like at his press conference, I mean, it's hard to disagree with the guy. He's really sincere. But what do you expect? What do you expect him to say when he's facing a 50 game suspension that he did it? He sat up there and he said that he would bet his life on that he didn't take anything. Well, the dude's life isn't at stake. I'd bet my life, too, if I knew that there wasn't a life-or-death sentence here. So, I, I, I mean, I don't... He's going to obviously disagree, and he's going to fight it. And, and in this case, he won. But I, I think that he took advantage of the system, and, and he was actually blaming the, the sample taker for tampering. And, and the weird thing about the, the sample I taker... I thought they were blaming them for leaking it. What do you mean, leaking it? No one was supposed to know he failed a test. Well, that wasn't uh, when he was he when they were asking him what happened. He was going through saying that nothing was in his body, and as soon as it was out of his hand, something went wrong with the process. So that, he's accusing them of tampering, essentially. But the guy that that is essentially being accused of tampering, it, it just doesn't seem like the kind of guy would do it because his name is Dino Lorenzi Jr. Okay, cool, fifty-two years old. Uh, he earned a bachelor's at University of Wisconsin near Milwaukee. Uh, Masters of Medicine in North Carolina. So he knows what he's doing. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would make that mistake. Um, and, and they said that he is a Milwaukee's Brewers fan. Why would he tamper with something to hurt your best player on the team? Oh, that's a good question. My my biggest like uh, point of interest in this is that the guy who cast the swing vote, the, they made it two to one because it was mm-hmm. a three person vote. The guy who made the vote two to one has to give um, a stated opinion, like written down as to why he overturned the vote within the next 30 days. <laughs> I'm really interested to see what he writes. That should be that. interesting. Because, yeah. well, can the MLB go against the ruling? Like, are they if they don't find that his opinion uh, is good enough, see, can that, they go that's against what, that? That's what I don't get, because this is called just a panel of arbitrators. Well, what the hell do they know about baseball? <laughs> Who, what? What? Arbitrator is like the least clear yeah. term possible. You could have just said human being, and it would have been more clear. Like this sucks. I I don't know if they can overturn this or re-overturn it or, or what. I I assume right now Ryan Blunt, Ryan Braun's playing an entire season. Uh, you think this has anything to do with like them losing Prince Fielder? Absolutely. I really do think it does because they're they're the kind of market. It, it's not a large market but out they there. They could lose their whole team. If yeah, they really could. Yeah. I mean, they're, Milwaukee is not the greatest market when it comes to selling tickets. I mean, they've been an exciting team in the past, but they've lost Prince Fielder. And if they were to lose Ryan Braun for 50 games, that's a great point. I mean, they could lose a lot of fans, and that that, that ultimately means they're going to lose a lot of money. Yeah, a lot of money there. And money rules the world, as me and Alan Yeah, Yeah, sure does. Sure does. So, um, you know, it's just an interesting thing out there. I, I mean, did you agree with them overturning it? Uh, I have to hear the reason, man. I, when you don't give a reason for overturning it, then you obviously well, don't agree with overturning it because if you overturn it without giving it a reason, why was it there in the first place? They're saying that the reason was because 
When, when the man received the urine sample, he was supposed to take it directly to FedEx and have it FedExed. But he ended up not taking it directly there. He took it home and then the next day gave it to him or something like that. It was on a Saturday. Why and they, didn't they just retest him? Yeah, I, I, that'd be a great, great idea. But maybe it took a really long time and they figured even if they did retest him, it'd be out of his system by then. I, I'm not really sure, but... But Ryan well, Braun went into all this I think this is something that they have to kind of keep under a microscope at this point is I would test Braun probably 35 times this year. Yeah. I would just test him every every week and just make sure he's not doing anything stupid. I think that's the best way to go about it, but I don't know. It's a really interesting, strange story that you don't really see a lot of in Yeah, sports. who knows? All right. Rules don't get overturned very often. I know. I, it's all a surprise. There's been everyone. Roger Clemens. Well, he's in trouble. A-Rod. All these people have denied using it. Palmero. And they've appealed it, and they've never won their appeals. And all of a sudden now, just because of a technicality, he's won his appeal. I mean, I'm sure those players that didn't get and their appeals process got pissed off. That makes it seem a hell of a lot easier to win your yeah. appeal. All you have to say is something went wrong in the process. I mean, how are these idiots not winning their appeals now? That's, that's the other <laughs> well, question. Props to Ryan Braun for figuring that out or whoever found that out for him. Where do you I mean, go to school? No idea. I mean, baseball's a really hard sport to find out where these players went to school because half of them didn't. Um, but he seems like an educated guy. Who knows? Yeah. Uh... You keep talking. All right. Well, I'm, I, I mean, I'm going to move on to the All Star Weekend. He, he played at Miami. He That's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Good for that him. Makes me, that actually makes me like him a lot more. I'm happy with the decision now. Yay. <laughs> it's all about the U. All Star Weekend for basketball. Um, Remember when we had this conversation about what the best weekend for All Star Sports hands was? Hands down, worst. It's definitely not the NBA. <laughs> yeah. it, is, it is awful. This was the first time, I, uh, probably in the last 10 years or so, I have not watched. I didn't watch a single minute of the dunk contest. I fell asleep after Jeremy Evans' first dunk. I went and watched uh, Wonderlust in theaters. Hey, how was that? That was a. Pr- I mean, with Paul Rudd and Jennifer Aniston. Paul Rudd, funny as hell. Jennifer Aniston, hot as hell, sexy as hell. Um, you're gonna get a good combination. I mean, it it could have been a better movie. Uh, I laughed, but it wasn't hysterical. Did you cry? No. Did you see Jennifer? Aniston? Last movie I cried. Yes. You did? I've cried in two movies in my entire life. I asked if you saw Jennifer Aniston naked. Um, no. Oh. All right, I've cried at Air Bud when the dog, when the kid told when the dog to the run clown? away. No, no, no. He said, get away, dog. He, I don't know, it was the worst scene ever. What did he say? Get away, dog. <laughs> um, and then I cried at Rugrats, the movie, when Spike fell off the... The, um, Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the most pathetic <laughs> kid on the entire planet. Are you kidding? Spike me? was the best dog as a child. So when he fell off the bridge, it was it was crushing to me. But mm. you know who came back and saved the day at the end of the day? Spike. Anyway, All Star Weekend. That's what we were talking about, right? Um, yeah, the dunk contest. Everyone after this dunk, I feel bad for the guys that were in the dunk contest. Uh, yeah, no one cheered at all. Yeah, for and them. now all of a sudden, everyone's saying that. The dunk contest should just be gone, or at least be every other year so people can have original moves. But, I mean, from what I heard, it was the worst dunk contest of all time. I, all I know is Jeremy Evans won it. I yeah, and a lot of people said he shouldn't have. Um, who who did they say they uh, should have won? JaVale McGee. Well, that was last year. Wasn't well, it? Uh, she should have won again this year. <laughs> wasn't it the dude from uh, Indiana? Paul George. Yeah, weren't okay. a lot of people saying he should have won? I don't know. Whatever. Um, if you watched the dunk contest, props to you for being able to sit through that. Uh, I'm I'm kind of glad I didn't see. It. To be honest, I haven't even seen a highlight of the dunk contest. Yeah, me either. I didn't see. Like any that's how highlights. bad it is on Sports Center. And in years past, they would have shown that to death after. 
And I, I don't. I saw the beginning of a highlight of it, and I honestly turned my head. I was that uninterested in the story and in the the contest. Um, what else happened that weekend? The the three point contest. Kevin Love won. Really? Yeah. I forgot. I completely forgot that I was in this thing. Yeah. Uh, he beat. He beat. He beat. Who knows? We should be more in depth with this uh, sports stuff that we're covering. But um, NBA is an exception. NBA is awful this year. Yeah, it's terrible. I uh, mean, we're only like. 30 games into the season, it's already the All-Star game. It's, that's enough to be a buzzkill. Um, the celebrity game was ent- entertaining for like yeah. six minutes. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. That's I'm a, not really into that, but... That was, a, that was fun because you get to see a lot of guys who you would expect to be able to play basketball not play basketball very well. <laughs> Who'd you expect? J. Cole. Really? I he I don't know, man. Oh, I Rappers always you. seem to like talk about how they can hoop yeah. and stuff, and J. Cole came out and was just god-awful. I mean... I guess that's why he sticks to singing. We have a caller. We're going to go ahead and take it on the air right now. Thanks for calling Hurry Up Offense. Who are we talking to? Hey, this is uh, Seymour Buds. <laughs> Real mature. This is uh, Jordan Dixon. Uh, just kidding. This is uh, Jordan Dixon. Um, oh, okay. I was talking about this uh, All-Star weekend. What are you all talking about right now? <laughs> that's a word. I mean, that's basically what are did you watch any of it or all of it? What did you watch? Yeah, I actually watched a lot of it. I actually watched all of the skills competitions and stuff, and I had a couple of comments. I don't know if you figured out who uh, Kevin Love beat, but he beat Kevin Durant. Oh, okay. So uh, you know, like, hold on, somebody just tweeted in that, that he anyways, beat James a Jones. Of comments I had was um, okay. during the skills, the little drills, competitions, whatever you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you know how the guys were playing for? Those kids for like a scholarship. The first place guy got like a twenty-five thousand dollars scholarship. Yeah, you serious? Everybody got everybody got a scholarship. The guys like John Wall and like Kyrie Irving were just walking through it. Like, (laughs) yeah, I I really hope that like you know they told their kid like, hey, I'm sorry, we're trying to act cool or whatever. (laughs) But I'll pay for your school because I just thought that was like embarrassed. That was just like disrespectful. Yeah, I agree there. Uh, everybody got a scholarship, but it did make a huge difference. It was like from twenty five thousand to like three thousand or something. Everybody got or five thousand. Yeah, I mean, they only got they got five thousand dollars, which I mean that's a lot, but still, like the winner got like twenty five thousand dollars. Like that's that can be half of your college. Uh, and another thing is, like, they didn't even look like they wanted to be there. there. Like, you know what I mean? Like they just kind of sat down. Like the kid was like, "Why did you go out there?" And <laughs> yeah. kind of, he should have started uh, crying. <laughs> Yeah, they they don't even like show any love to the kids either. How, just, like, wait, how old were the kids? Them. How old were they? The kids, they were, I mean, they were like out, middle school. Uh, I was, I would say they're probably in like ninth grade. It like they were out there watching Airbud or something. <laughs> they were all depressed. <laughs> That's right, Airbud, the saddest movie on the planet. Um, what and, did, um, also the slam dunk contest? Um, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be since there was nobody really. But was it the uh, worst you'd ever seen? Uh, I don't think it was the worst I've ever seen. I think it was the worst, like, acting I've seen. Like, you know how, like, when you're watching it, like, uh, the, I forget his name, but the black announcer, Kenny something, was like, you know, he was kind of, like, commentating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost felt like, you know how sometimes, like, they're trying to make it funny, but it's almost like you feel awkward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I just felt so awkward, like, when he was talking to people and, like, talking to P. Diddy and stuff like that and, like, and also, I'm not trying to start a racial, like, argument here, but P. Diddy is screaming black power in front of the whole entire arena. Yeah, I heard about that. Uh, arena. I mean, like, what if a white guy yelled white power? <laughs> <laughs> we'd be, we'd be, that would be leading off the show tonight if that happened, for sure. Yeah. 
good. I Let's mean, not I get into that. Kind of that bad. I thought. I mean, I thought there was like a lot of good dogs, or you know, a lot of different ideas that they had. But I mean, I definitely would rather watch like Blake Griffin or LeBron do it. You know. Yeah. Did you watch the game? What did you think of the game? Yeah, I actually did watch the game. Um, you know, like you know, the first half is always one of the teams start blowing down, and then they start um, uh, being competitive towards each other in the fourth quarter. So, like, I really watched the whole game. And uh, I want to talk about LeBron. Um, if this is a uh, – I want to talk about LeBron dishing, uh, giving up the game-winning shot three times. <laughs> and if this is a sign of anything to come at, uh, this season when they make it to the championship, absolutely. That's what he's do. I said it last week. He's going to choke in the finals. I'm sticking to it. He ch- anytime there's, it doesn't matter what game. It could be a game of 21 in his backyard against the Sun. He won't take the last shot. <laughs> he won't I mean, do don't it. Don't get me wrong. The shot that he the the pass that he gave to Darren Williams was that was I mean that was a good pass. You know he was wide open, but. I mean, still, he had he had another opportunity when he got the rebound. He just looked like he didn't want it, and then he was the hottest hand on the team. And he, why would he be throwing the ball in bounds at the last second shot? Like he wasn't even on the court to even get the team a chance. And I know it's just all star game and playing around, but you know, like I just don't think like I mean, he's still going to get criticized for that. You know, that's got to be in the back of his mind for you know, the rest of the year. I think it was yeah. in front of his mind after the game. He yeah. really seemed to kind of regret like not being able to finish the job. All right, thanks for calling, Jordan. We're going to keep talking about this. All right, thank All right, you. Yeah, with that game, um, with the whole LeBron thing, I mean, it wouldn't be a big deal. I mean, this is an exhibition game, after all. Like, it's, it's an all-star game. It's not like anything matters. But because of his his past actions where he just chokes late in games, this was a big deal. I mean, for if any other player would have done that, it wouldn't have been a big deal. But LeBron is going to cause drama. I mean, here's Here's prime example one. Kobe Bryant missed the free throw that would have sealed the game. No one's talking about it because Kobe's done it in the past where yeah, he's made those shots. Exactly. And another thing that, that brought light to the whole situation was Kobe just yelling at LeBron as soon as he passed <laughs> the ball. Like he was, it was as if he was on LeBron's team and wanted him to to uh, make the shot or something. Because he he wasn't just like casually like laughing and yelling. He was pissed. Like he said, "Why didn't you shoot the effing ball?" So the the fact that. Co- that Kobe did that? I mean, it was kind of weird to me, but I, I kind of think that this is a crazy thought. But maybe it's at the point where Kobe is tired of being, of competing with LeBron because he's not physically able to, and, just and he wants, wants LeBron to, he just to take wants over. wants to pass the torch Yeah, that's exactly what I was I, thinking. I honestly, I think he does like have a little bit of that where like, he wants to pass the torch to one of these younger kids who are coming up like a Dwayne Wade or, or even a LeBron but like none of them really seem to have the competitive drive. Kevin Durant's the only one with the competitive drive. The competitive drive yeah. that Jordan right, and Bryant right. have. Like, it just doesn't. There's no one to like come and and take that next step and take it even further than those two have already taken it. And uh, I I honestly think Kevin Durant's going to be the next one. Right. In uh, about a year or two. As soon as he, if he can, if he can, I mean, this is people have been saying it since he came in the league. If he can bulk up, if he can get better defensively, he'd be hands down the best player in the game. Yeah, yeah. Because he's got the he's got the he's got the ability to close out games. He can score any way he wants to. So if he gets his, not he's not going to be as good defensively as LeBron. I think LeBron is one of the best defenders in in the NBA besides Dwight Howard. Actually, I'd even put him ahead of Dwight Howard. Yeah, me too. Um, but if if you can even be in the conversation as a great defender, he's the best player in the league. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, he's. I don't. I really can't add anything to that. <laughs> He's incredible.
All right, so anything else from uh, NBA All-Star Weekend that caught your eye or that you want to talk about? Man, uh, I wish, but I was uh, I was in surgery and under. <laughs> yeah, how was that? Oh, man, it was, it was great. I, I tell you, I woke up and I was, uh, I was like, spelling the words that I was trying to say. Spelling what words? Well, like, my mom woke up and she was like, how's it feel? I was like, I feel C-O-O-L. <laughs> I swear. What like, a great word to spell out. Yeah. <laughs> my mom said I, it seemed like I was like real, like just drunk or drugged up. I, I guess I was, but I honestly don't even remember the ride home. I remember, I don't remember walking in the house, but I remember getting on the couch and just laying there for like the next 12 hours. Must be nice to be put out when you get your teeth pulled. Thanks, mom and dad, for making me awake for the entire experience. Really appreciate it, guys. You're a better man for it. <laughs> no, I can honestly say I'm a worse man for it. I've, I've, I have nightmares about sitting on that seat and I'm saying, oh, this tooth's too big for the hole. We're going to have to cut it open. I was like, oh, well, okay. And they just went in there with their little pitchfork and, yeah, they use pitchforks apparently. And they just yeah, carved well, my tooth right out, split it up. <laughs> this is crazy. Oh, Anyway, all right, we're going to head to a commercial. Uh, when we come back, we're going to... We're going to talk about our What the F segment, and we're going to talk a little bit about everyone's favorite time of the year, the NFL Combine. This is Hurry Up Offense. WMUC Sports.
Welcome back to Hurry Up Offense. It's our favorite segment on the show. It's called What the F. Um, this is awesome. You can go ahead and get started, Alan. Uh, well, for those who don't know the segment, Sean forgot to do the whole introduction <laughs> thing. We give you a little bit of weird news that's going on in the rest of the world that doesn't involve sports. We want to keep you guys well-rounded. Hopefully it's interesting for you guys. Uh, I'm going to like this one, but I'm going to butcher some words, so bear with me here. I'm going to take you to Mount Everest... Kathmandu, Nepal, where a guy oh, Kathmandu. Yeah, right. yeah, okay. Uh, where a guy named Chandra Bahadur Danji. It's even funnier that you're like having trouble talking because of your lack yeah. of teeth. Yeah, it's really great. Um, just won the world's. I guess you call this winning the Guinness set, set a Guinness <laughs> Book of World Records for being the shortest human being on the planet. He's 72 years old, and he is 21 and a half inches tall. I'm telling you right now, because me reading this to you does not do you guys justice, <laughs> go to Google now. Google this guy. It's an it, Indian Yoda. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. It's so hard not to laugh with these stitches in my teeth. But it is the best thing ever in life. He doesn't even look real. Very short I am. I have, like, toys, like, toy dolls that are bigger than this guy. Some NBA player's shoes could probably... He could probably have live in an NBA player's shoe. shoe. That uh, He is... Uh, what size shoe is he? Shaq gets a shoe specially made. It, he's got to be able to fit in it then. This guy is he short. He's, he's not even as tall as the plaque they gave him. He's the size of my calf. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Please go look. I promise you it's worth your time. Whatever you're doing, you can even cut out with the show. Like, Just go look at this. His head is 40% of his entire... <laughs> Entire being. And the funniest thing is, like, he's old and, like, wrinkly. <laughs> he's lived an entire life like that. He was an infant and just never grew up. He just aged. <laughs> like, don't worry, Johnny, you'll be tall uh, one day. Nope, still 21 inches. Um, I'm trying to find, like, the like another interesting fact about this. I think it's funny that he's the shortest man in the world, and didn't he, isn't he at the tallest mountain in the world? Yeah, he's at Mount Everest. Hey, yeah. that's a storyline for you. Yeah, I wonder if he finds it himself. <laughs> no, that would take him 40 he, years. He said least. he feels happy and he wants to travel around the world and spread his name. You do not feel happy. <laughs> <laughs> you can't walk around anywhere, man. People would be kicking you. Okay. It's a single-handedly well, I feel my bad. day. We, we need to invite him onto the show one day. <laughs> and then that day we will set up a webcam. Apparently Nepal breeds short men, though. The they last, breed them? The last guy who was the shortest man in the world was from Nepal, too. Kangnadra Thapamagar. 26.4 inches tall. All right. Well, okay. I guess I'll follow that up somehow. Yeah, good luck. All right. We're going go to mid- we're gonna go to Wisconsin. Uh, a man by the name of James Summers, 52 years old. Uh, he's, he's quite a fella. Um, 
He decided one day he was pretty hungry. So he dressed up in a suit and tie, got a briefcase somehow, and he walked into the local Denny's, and he posed as the CEO of the company. He told everyone that he was from headquarters and he was here to do some checking. And, Always a good strategy. And the manager didn't know, but she, she decided to call corporate and call people to see if they really checked him because she hadn't been told this. So the man walked around briefly acting like he was checking up on things and then directly headed to the kitchen. In the kitchen, he prepared himself a cheeseburger and some fries and sat down and ate. And then the cops arrived and arrested the man. He, they found a crack pipe on him. They found a bunch of drugs on him. Um, and they arrested the man, and he said that he, he, he pretty much did all this so he could get a, a free bite to eat. I think this is the most interesting burglary ever. or not, uh, It's not a burglary. But it's the most interesting way to get free food, I think. But the thing that kind of confused me is if you're going to go all out like this, why a Denny's? Why, why, would, you there to get, why would you get a cheeseburger and fries from Denny's? Get a Grand Slam if you're going to Denny's. Like, I'm sure maybe Wisconsin doesn't have maybe maybe Denny's is like the well, greatest restaurant Gold in Wisconsin. What about Corral where they got the new chocolate fountain? Well, yeah, but he would have to pay for that. I don't, I don't know if he. I don't know. I just thought that was kind of interesting. I can't follow up the world's sh- shortest man, but yeah, this guy. It's not funny. This guy just he got great free food. Whatever. Okay. Where are we going? NFL Combine. That's where we're going. We're going to Indianapolis. Uh, Combine's held there every single year. Um. Combine, in my opinion, is extremely overrated. I think that anyone that isn't known before that makes a name at the Combine, their name stays at the Combine because even if they're dr- – if, if there's a nobody in college and he gets drafted simply because he ran a 4-3-8. Okay, but if, if he wasn't productive in college – Darius Hayward Bay. Well, Darius Hayward Bay, was he went to a big school big, – uh, Maryland, okay, kind of big school. Um, and he, he was somewhat productive. He had like 48 catches a year. You'd over a thousand yards, whatever. But his forty time is what got him drafted, and and not got him drafted. Got him drafted that high. But people that make yeah, their names okay, we'll at the go, draft, we'll um, it's a good point. I think that it's just overrated because if they don't, if you don't notice their speed on the field, then why does what they do off the field matter? Why does it matter that they run a four three eight with no pads on and not in a game situation? Why does that? When is that ever? When are you ever going to need that? I'm pretty sure the game of football is played in pads and with other people on the field. So if you can't see their game speed or if they have no game speed, then I don't care what the hell they run at the 40. I really don't. I could care less. The only thing that the, the, the combine does for me is it separates the great players and the good players. If you go in there and you're known as one of the top two at your position and you outperform the other top two person at your position, yeah, exactly. I think that's where it helps. Yeah. I, just, I don't think it helps these small guys that don't have names, really. I agree with that. Uh, but, you know, if if one guy goes out, I'll, g- I'll give an example, and kind of just tests out of the gym, like just test out of the building like uh, Stephen Hill did. Right. I mean, Stephen Hill just put up some ridiculous test numbers. I mean, that at least gets him someone to look at him. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't necessarily get him drafted, but it gets him someone to go back and say, I should probably take a second look at this kid, see what else he can bring to me on tape, especially coming from a system like a guy like Stephen Hill was in where he doesn't get the ball thrown to him a lot. But I, I totally agree. They put way too much stock in some of these test numbers, and you can just tell by a guy like Bruce Campbell, who was what he test out. He, yeah, and the thing that bothered me about like Bruce the Campbell, best he, yeah, the, he, lineman testing. He, uh, Todd McShay called him the best lineman prospect he had ever seen. That's how good 
this process can be for some scouts that don't notice it. At the University of Maryland, when he was playing there, I never heard of Bruce Campbell. There, our offensive line was horrible that year. Gave up a lot of. I'm pretty sure that was when Chris Turner was the quarterback, not the one from Walkersville, the one from California. The one from Walkersville is way cooler. <laughs> yeah, um, you guys ever get a chance <laughs> talk to him? Yeah, he he likes to yell at people. It's fun. Um, Jump through windows <laughs> and yell at girls that are hitting on him. But um, basically, Bruce Campbell was not a great college um, lineman. He had the best uh, workout of any lineman at uh, the draft. Ran like a four seven eight forty. He was six six three fourteen. He he was a prototypical left tackle when it comes to physicality. He's the size you want. He's faster than you could imagine. But what did he do during the game? Give up sacks. He couldn't stick with his blocks. But then, uh, I mean, the Raiders. A lot of people were expecting them to reach on him with their their. Uh, well, I think they had the. Eighth pick, maybe tenth pick in that draft, but they were smart enough they picked McLean uh, that spot, I believe, mm-hmm. and they, they they waited to take Bruce Campbell in the fourth round, which isn't awful value. But I mean, the, once he's been in the NFL, he since he's been in the NFL, then, yeah, started as a tackle. They tried moving him to guard. They tried moving him to center, and now he's back at tackle. So you can say that oh, well, after two years you can't call him a bust. Well, I mean, their their own team is trying to find a spot for him. You can't. They put him back to a position that they didn't think he was going to be successful with, obviously, if they moved him to guard and tackle. Put him at tight end. Yeah, that would be that'd be freaking great. Would it? Uh, no. Oh. That'd be cool because he's jacked. He's 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 a physical specimen. We have a tweet, just so you know. What does the tweet say? Uh, it comes from far out underscore tweets. How impressed were you with Luck and RG3's numbers and a surprising Robert Turbin, who reminds me of Maurice Jones-Drew, Turbin being the running back from Utah State. Uh... Real kind of short guy, huge. I mean, just cannons for arms. Probably gonna be a fourth or fifth round. What did he run at the? Uh, he ran a four four two, two hundred two hundred twenty two pound running back. You know what I was pounds. interested at? You know, Maurice Jones Drew ran the fastest forty of any running back when he was at the combine. He was a track star. Yeah, I did not realize that he was gonna be the he fastest. Was, he was great at track when he was in high, when he was in uh, UCLA. Unbelievable track star. Did you ever see that documentary, Don? On what? Yeah, yeah, about how he got named after his grandfather. That's where I learned he was a good track star. But what did you think about uh, Luck and RG3? All right, so Luck and RG3 are the type of guys that we were talking about earlier where you're one-two at your position and you can really separate yourself. Now, a lot of talk had been uh, made about Andrew Luck. He has always been the consensus first pick in the draft since last season. And then the RG3 uh, Train started rolling, and he started picking up some momentum. And a lot of people started thinking, well, what if the Colts decide to go a different route and decide to go with RG3 because of his playmaking ability and his athleticism? Well, I think that the combine really helped uh, Andrew Luck establish himself as the surefire number one pick because not only is he the best passer in the draft, he's also a hell of an athlete. He, they, showed, they compared his numbers to Cam Newton. A lot of people, a lot of people knew... Um, Andrew Luck was athletic, but they didn't know he was Cam Newton athletic. He ran a great forty. It was a four six nine four five nine. I'll look it up. Something it was it was something great. It was something better than a lot of people expected. So I mean, he is not as athletic as RG three. We know that. But RG three isn't the passer that Andrew Luck is. RG three isn't the the play caller that um, Luck is. So Luck, I think, really established himself as the number one pick. I, I think that there's no doubt he's going number one now. Luck ran a four six seven vert, jumped a thirty six, and broad jumped more than Cam Newton. 
Yeah, I mean, that's unreal. And he graded out to a 97 on the combine list. Yeah, that, that's unreal. He is the best passer in the draft. And he and got he's the that one grade without athletic. passing. He got that grade without passing. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, there's no re- there's no reason for him to pass. No reason. And I, I definitely agree with uh, uh, RG3's reason for not passing either. A lot of people want him to see him pass, but, I mean, it, unless you're trying to make a name for yourself, it's not going to do anything for you. He's did already you, getting up hype without doing it. Did you happen it. to see RG3 broad jump? Uh... I think they showed the highlight. He jumped higher than he did far. Like he went down like ten feet, I think, maybe ten feet even. Whatever one hundred twenty inches is, that was his broad jump. Right. But he jumped it as high as he did long. Like it was incredible watching the guy jump. And it's just something I noticed. You can go back to talking. Um, but Robert Griffin, obviously the the second best quarterback. Um, both of them had great days, and every time the guy opens his mouth, it makes people want to. Uh, get him as much as they can. And that really sucks because <laughs> the Rams the Rams benefited more than anyone, more than any player, more than any anyone uh, at the scouting combine this year because Robert Griffin III will go with the second pick, and that's what the Rams own. Rams already have Sam Bradford. So that just drove the price up for every other team, including my Redskins. It's, it's not going to be good. Go ahead. Uh, Jordan Dixon's calling again. How you doing, Jordan? Um, last call for the night. But, um, yeah, about the combine. I think this is a really good uh, subject to talk about. Are you all there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, a couple things. Um, they actually said something that, like, kind of makes sense when I was watching the NFL combine. I actually watched a lot of it this week and I was at home by myself. <laughs> um, one of the guys said, one of the commentators said, when one of the guys, some random pass wide receiver ran a 40, they said, uh, even though you ran a fast four years, like they never saw that on the field. Like it doesn't. I don't. It doesn't like. It doesn't make sense to me why like the guys who can do improve themselves for four years can come in the uh, combine and they can be an all American ever, but not running a fast forty can like lower their stock in the draft. Yeah, that's. But I don't. Under- I, I don't understand why. If anything, it should raise somebody's uh, stock for people you know who are in any type of question of what they can and can't do. But right. I think for people who have already proven themselves on the field, that doesn't make any sense to me why they're not even 40 has anything to do with, you know, how fast they move on the field. You know who's a good example of that? Brandon Spikes, the linebacker of Florida, ran an awful 40 time. He was right. dominant at the University of Florida, and now he's a pretty darn good uh, linebacker for the New England Patriots. Uh, so I, I think saying, you're definitely right. And that's what I'm saying. If everybody knows Patrick Blackburn is the best wide receiver coming out of college, you tell me if he came there and ran, uh, when he catches the ball in the game, you know, like on the dot, he can he can get going faster than any player I've seen. You know, he can start it up real fast. He can start it up real fast again. But if he ran a five flat forty, would they really not want to draft him anymore? Like that, I just don't understand why they would even take any of that into consideration. I feel like the pro day is enough. Like I feel like the combine is just you no, know, just kind of a waste now. Yeah, that's exa- I completely agree. Um, I will say I this mean, about the combine. I mean, also, is I mean, it is a good chance for you know unknown players to stand out. Like I saw something, Tommy Shea tweeted. Yeah, I got a Twitter now. Like tell everybody my name and stuff. But um, <laughs> this one guy from Memphis, he uh, what was his name? You talking his about Poe, the defensive tackle? It was a defensive tackle from yeah. Memphis. Yeah, yeah, Poe. Was that right? He, ran, he weighs three hundred and forty-seven pounds. It, 47 pounds and ran a four. What did he run a four seven or something? I think it was a four eight seven, four eight nine. Unreal. Yeah, okay, I got it. Yeah, ran a four eight seven. I mean, that's 
I mean, yeah, that's what become my source for some people to stand out. But I mean, that doesn't mean that he should be a first round pick like those exactly. people who just kind of nowhere. Like that he should be based off of like his film and what he's done there at college. Exactly. Good point. All right. All right thank you. Thanks for calling, Jordan. I'll say this about the uh, combine, though. One thing that kind of gets overlooked is the amount of opportunities for interviews that's that these e- yes, guys exactly. have. Right. These, all these coaches are interviewing with these guys, and you get to see like if they have the mental capacity for right. the game and the ability to like break down a playbook. And they talk a lot about um, a lot about that with RG three, whether he can run a pro style offense. And he talks he he consistently says that uh, Baylor's offense is a lot more intricate than what people give him credit for, and that he's confident in his ability to learn an NFL offense. And I think coaches are going to start getting a uh, an understanding of that, and that's probably only going to help his draft stock too. You know, what's something that stuck out to me. A lot of people are um, are saying one of his negatives is that Baylor didn't have an offensive playbook until this year. Why is that a negative? The guy in one year picked up a had his best year at Baylor with a first year in the playbook. That that'd be great. That'd be great for me to see as an NFL team is going to invest a lot of picks and a lot of money in this guy. Knowing that he can come in right away, learn a playbook, and execute it. Everything about the guy intrigues me. Everything about him, I, I hate when people Even call him Michael Vick. He, he, yeah, he's the he is the coolest guy. I would love for him to be a Redskin. Love it. Now, I wasn't. Lo- so- now, would you love what you had to give up for? Yes. At, at this, all right. I'm at the point. It was the same thing with Peyton Manning. I would hate the idea of us getting him until we actually got him, and then I'd be 100 percent on board. With Robert Griffin III, no, I don't want us to give up three years of first-round picks and FedEx field for him. But yeah. when, when it happens, I'll be ecstatic. I don't care if we're playing on a high school field. I don't care. If, he, if he's a Redskin, I'm going to be the biggest damn Redskin fan you know. You already are. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, but he was saying earlier uh, yesterday. Don't talk about the – don't do he, it. He uh, had a little yeah. interview with Jim Harbaugh there. <laughs> Uh, apparently he was supposed to go to or was yeah. decided between Stanford and Baylor and didn't pick Stanford and he alluded that we might be getting some information on Kendall Wright yeah, yeah. but I don't know really interesting to see that even people that far down the draft are just trying to take the time to get to know him and talk to him yeah he, kind of he, would, def- he would definitely be the guy I would want to interview <clears throat> out of out of everybody and the th- another thing about I mean there's so many things you could say about this guy but both his parents are in the army, so you know you're, you know you're not going to have any character problems with the guy. Oh, I mean, there's so not. many good things. If you saw his Heisman speech, you know yeah. the kind of person he is. One of the most impressive things about his Heisman speech. Did we ever talk about this? No. Where I was so impressed with the fact that he didn't come up and thank God for giving him the Heisman. He came up and thanked God for putting the people in his life that he has, mm-hmm. and like just so many people put so much emphasis on the fact that God gave them this award rather than God put them in the position with the people that they have. I thought that was a really classy thing of him to say, and just spoke more to even about the character that he that he has. He's just a good guy. All right. So, uh, do you want to name any other players that stuck out to you at the uh, combine? Uh, we, Jordan we talked about Poe. Um, right. He was obviously a beast. Michael Brockers was bad on the weightlifting. Nineteen bench reps at bench press. Yeah. He's like, what? How much does he weigh? He's up at th- up at three hundred. He's over yeah. three hundred, I think. Yeah, I think it was three. Uh, I don't know. Now, does that hurt your stock? You know, well, the thing with Brockers is people were kind of saying that he had the potential to be good in the NFL. Like, he was one of those players that came on at the end of last year for LSU, and they were projecting him to be a good player. But I, I think this is the kind of thing where you, you're benching less than a 190-pound defensive back. I checked that. I, I looked at the defensive backs, and three players outbenched him, and they were all under 200 pounds. 
That's insane. And that's that's benching more than their body weight, nineteen or twenty times. And this that's guy, impressive. yeah, from corners, it really is a one ninety guy. And he was five nine. That's unreal. But uh, yeah, he he definitely. I, I think that's gonna hurt him. I think some things. There's one drill in particular that that I think does help, and there's very few that I do. But there's a defensive back drill <clears throat> where the player will start facing the coach, and the coach will tell him to start backpedaling, and he'll tell him which way to pivot and which way to pivot, and then he'll and then he'll eventually he'll pull the ball up, and the defensive back will turn around and sprint down the field. And they always talk about your hip fluidity. And I completely agree now. The first time I, I heard it, I had no idea what they're talking about. But after a few years watching the, the combine, it really is true that the players that have great fluidity in their hips are great cornerbacks because they're able to turn on a dime with any receiver in the league. So I, I think that's one of the drills that, that uh, kind of gets overlooked. Like the 40 dominates the, uh, the combine for whatever reason. Yeah, I don't get but that. But I think that drill really should. And the gauntlet for the receiver, I think that's a huge drill too. Where they're running well, they across the field and catch catching the ball. The ball. Yeah. yeah, that's a big thing. And when like when your receivers is catching, yeah, receiving the ball is part of wide receiver. That's All right, we've talked this combine to death. Um, let's get to our quick hits real quick. Yeah, uh, <laughs> quick hits real quick. All right, um, mine are kind of stupid. Uh, my first one is A Rod invites Jeremy Lin to live with him in his apartment because uh, he's, for whatever reason, he's he decided he should chime in. Why I don't, is I don't know why the most hated homeless? Pl- yeah, I don't know why the most hated player in New York sports is trying to invite the most loved player. I think he's just trying to get his. No, what I don't get is up. Jeremy Lin buy a house. Yeah, he could be. Who knows? What the hell? You're making money. Like, <laughs> uh, you're the, the sensation of the world right now. Just go get a house. Stop living on couches. I'm starting to think he wants to. <laughs> All right, what's yours? Uh, Ryan Zimmerman of the Washington Nationals signed a six-year, $100 million extension. The Washington Nationals now have two $100 million contracts on their payroll. And are either of them worth what they're getting paid? I, think, I honestly think Zimmerman is. I think he should have gotten it a lot earlier. He's got he's, a lot of injury issues. Oh, yeah, yeah. But when he plays, he's dominant. He's one of the best third basemen. I think he's really underrated as a third baseman and as, as a hitter. I don't know about Jason Worth and all that cash. I definitely don't agree with that one. But when it comes to Ryan Zimmerman, I, th- I think that's well-deserved. All right, fair enough. All right, uh, my other one is the University of Maryland women's basketball team uh, had four players make it to all to the All-ACC teams. Alyssa Thomas making the first team All-ACC, Tiana Hawkins making second team, and then Lynetta Kaiser and Lauren Mincy making honorable mention. I didn't know that honorable mentions were considered making the ACC All-ACC team. Yeah, I guess. I but know. apparently they are. And uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't that way when I made the honorable mention Dean's list, though. <laughs> no, you're not. A, you're, no, you're not. Um, and then Lynetta Kaiser also won sixth woman of the year. That's cool, I guess. There you go. Uh, classy catcher Jason Veritek from the Boston Red Sox announced that he's going to retire. It's like 16 That's seasons. Great. I mean, what a what a class act. The Red Sox said they're going to keep him in the organization somehow. I assume like a minor league coaching role. Cool fact, though. You know he played with our high school baseball coach? Who, Jeremy? Yeah. Huh. So, Jeremy Long, if you're out there listening, that's your boy right there. He played Jeremy Long, uh, Mom's Pizza called. Uh, they want you to call <laughs> him back. He actually gave me a message. We'll, have to, we'll do okay. this off there. <laughs> um, you know, I bet you the Red Sox are ecstatic that he's retiring. I mean, yeah, he means a lot to the organization, but he has been awful. He, he he's has, been awful. He has so, fell off a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that I'm glad that they didn't force him out. That that was good. He did it on his, or maybe they did. Who knows? We don't know what happens Who behind cares? those doors. Um, last storyline. I kind of want you to talk about this. The the NB, NHL trade deadline came and went at three o'clock today. Caps remained quiet. Didn't do a single thing. Do you think that they should have? 
see, the Caps, in my opinion, are in a very weird situation right now. They're on the cusp of making the playoffs, and they have a lot of old players, and they have a lot of young players, and then they have a lot of hurt players. And they think they can make a. I'm guessing they think they can make a run when Backstrom and Green come back to full strength, and Ovi is at full strength, and everyone's at full strength. I think they can. They think they can make a run, or else they should have either so like given away all their old guys and gotten young prospects, or given away their prospects and gotten older guys to make a run. They they're just in an odd situation to be. I, I, they should have done something. That really hurt. Ow. Uh, <laughs> They should have done something at the deadline. I, I'm very confused as to why they didn't. I heard a lot of rumors. A lot of things were swirling around, and they didn't do anything. It just didn't make any sense. And last fun fact, we talked about the All-Star game. Kobe Bryant fractured his nose in the All-Star game. Um, this could be bad for the Lakers, really bad. Yeah, who broke it? Dwayne Wade. Way to go, Making giving the world another reason to hate the, uh, the Miami Heat. Yeah, man, I hate you. Uh, yeah. Do you think NBA players should, like, Take it a little easier. Absolutely, I think they said that he yeah, like, really? broke a golden rule. No, no. no when it comes easier? to fouling, no, oh, no, no. When it comes oh. to fouling, don't, don't, don't. Yeah, don't. Don't foul. break someone's nose, man. Yeah, it's that's cheap. It's not good. All right, All we're right. take another break. Yeah, we're running out of time. Uh, when we come back, we're gonna break down the AFC or no, 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 NFC West. AFC West. Uh, AFC West. Right, the Forgotten Conference. Um, we're gonna break down their offseason needs. Uh, be sure to come back. This is Hurry Up Offense. WMC Sports. Just across the bar, my seat's been taken by some sunglasses, asking about a scar, and I know I gave it to you months ago. I know you're trying to forget, but between the drinks and subtle things, the holes in my apologies, you know, I'm trying hard to take it back. So if by the time the bar closes and you feel like falling down, I'll carry you home.
What an awful song. What a great song. I can't believe this kid has never heard that. It's on like, I forget. Does anyone know a car dealership? Or not car dealership, car maker. It's like a Toyota car. I don't know. The chorus is great. It's awful okay. car. Like, that is the worst song I've ever heard. You suck at You haven't listened. Listen. Until you take the pressure off me of starting to select some songs, you can't keep crying about it. I've been under the knife the whole weekend. I haven't been able what to What about think the rest of it. the entire season one, as we call it, as you, no one calls it? You like it. being in control of this kind of stuff. Not the music. I hate picking music. Well, everyone I tried wants to get to our listeners, but jeez. Yeah, listeners don't. No one wants to give any suggestions, but everyone wants to cry about and it. So Cameron I'm going to keep plugging sleep, my music. So we're out of listeners. Yeah. All right. So, as we do each week until the NFL draft, we are breaking down... Uh, a certain division and their off-season needs, what they're going to do in the draft. And this week, we were lucky enough to pick the AFC West. World's most boring division. Yeah, everything in the West sucks. Okay. Um, Whoa. Everything. AFC. Everything. Whoa now. Anyway. Um, Niner Nation. All right, uh, do you want to start? Yeah, I'll start with the uh, Denver Tebos. Um, they have, oh man, I wrote this down, 25th pick in the draft, I think. They pretty much could use just about anything. Uh, it really depends on what L.A. wants to do this offseason. If he wants to give um, some playmakers to Tim Tebow and let him see what he can do with those kind of, with those types of playmakers, if he wants to build that defense up to be as strong as it was last year, if he wants a new quarterback, he might go draft a quarterback. They That'd be much the best thing for that team. I think uh, four possible <laughs> options that just came off the top of my head that might be there at 25, Ryan Tannehill. Don, Tar- um, Don Tari Poe, Michael Brockers, and possibly Kendall Wright. I don't know. Those four guys. How do you say Tanny Hill just like Mayock? I hate you guys sorry. both for it. That's how it's spelled. I know. I just, uh, I just hate it. I, I, I can't say Mike Mayock. It's Tannehill. All right. Continue. I'm done, man. All Those right. four guys. They're, All right. Um, so the next team on the list is the San Diego Chargers. They named it San Diego. Which, of course, in German means a whale's vagina. The Chargers going 8-8 eight and eight in 2011. Don't act like you didn't want to laugh at the, that. They, take, they have uh, the 18th pick in the NFL draft. Chargers are an interesting team every year. Uh, they usually start off slow. This year, they started off 4-1 and one to start the season. And they also ended the season 4-1, and one, which, you know, that sounds great. But in between those, they had a six-game losing streak. Uh, not good. They, I, I really do believe that they fell victim to the Takiyo Spikes curse. I really do because oh, for that guy in his neck. He has never, Jeez. ever, ever, ever made the playoffs ever. He's, he, I, I think he's, he's a pretty good player. Never, ever, ever, ever been able to fit into a regularly made <laughs> shirt. Yeah, he's got custom tailored <laughs> necks. Uh, his ties have to be double the size. Um, he would look funny as hell in a skinny tie, though. I'll tell you that much. Um, but th- I can't think of any other reason they didn't make the playoffs or why they're not good. It has to be Takiyo Spikes' curse. Um, so, with the 18th pick, uh, there's word that they could be losing out to free agent Vincent Jackson. They franchise-tagged him last year. doesn't look like they're going to be able to do that again this year. You could look for a guy like Alshon Jeffrey, who, before the Combine, uh, just dropped off boards because of his, uh, his alleged weight just plummeted in his 40-time, blah, blah, blah. But he came in, I think it was like 214, 213, something like that. It was pretty good. He's 6'4". Uh, you could look at him as a replacement for Vincent Jackson. I thought you Jackson. said he measured in like 6'2". Oh, yeah, he was 6'2 and 3'8". I thought that was really surprising. I mean, he's still tall, but they listed him as 6'5 on their uh, their website for South Carolina. But he, he could be he, – I mean, he's got character problems, so he could fall. Um, who knows? I mean, they, they could take him. 
Uh, tight end. I think that they could use a tight end because Antonio Gates is getting old. He's always hurt. Uh, maybe the guy from Clemson. What is his name? Dwayne Allen, I mm-hmm. think. Uh, he, he could be pretty good. Um, and then you could look for a guy like them drafting the guy like Mark Barron, uh, the best safety in the draft. Hard hitter. If you pair him up with Eric Weddle, that'd be a pretty good little combo. I'd like that. That's that's the San Diego Chargers. All right, I move to the world's <laughs> most boring team ever, Kansas City Chiefs. They got uh, Eric Bear. They're not boring. They're pretty boring, man. They have the 12th pick in the draft. I feel like they have needs at running back, offensive line, defensive line, safety. Kind of also needs all over the board. This is a division that's filled with a lot of needs. Uh, I also said they could possibly go after Mark Barron. Um, I've got possibly Trent Richardson. I think that would be a nice little tandem backfield there with Jamal Charles and Trent Richardson. Plus, they both have cool hair. Uh, And then offensive linemen, maybe guys like Mike Adams, his draft stock might have dropped a little bit. Um, David DeCastro from Stanford, Jonathan Martin from Stanford, one of those guys could fit in and start on their offensive line. And then big guy like uh, Devin Still, just to fill the nose tackle there, kind of just take up space and stop the run. Oh, they got they kind of got needs all over the board. I, I just this draft is going to be really interesting. Yeah, it should be fun to watch. All right, last team in that division is the Oakland Raiders. They went eight and eight, and they will be picking nowhere. Uh, they, they decided no to picks. trade the entire organization for Carson Palmer, um, and Carson Palmer didn't help. And they they aren't bringing back Jason Campbell, who did help their team. So I, I'm kind of confused as that. Sean's bitter. Uh, they hired Hugh or they fired Hugh Jackson. I don't agree with that. I mean, they were they were an undisciplined team. I'll give you that. But he got the most out of his players. He turned them into a relevant team. Uh, Del, Dennis Allen is their new coach. They really just need to get uh, more disciplined in the off season. Not sure how that can happen. Uh, and possibly look to sign a cornerback because since they lost uh, lost Namdi Asamoah, just not. Looking great back there. I don't know. There's not a lot that you can say about a team that doesn't have first-round pick this year, next year, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's kind of bad. Yeah, so that's that's the... Uh, Where's Terrell Pryor? It's the AFC West. Uh, who knows? They should just transition him to another position. Wide receiver, tight end. Yeah, something like that. Okay. okay. That's going to end our show. But before we go, we want to remind you all, or those of you that don't know, uh, me and Alan are on the softball broadcasting crew, and we'd love for you all to tune in March 10th.